Well, you know what I'd say? We're going to start off with this. I've got a couple of questions I want to ask you. How many folks here have a computer at their house? A lot of folks. How many folks use some form of a computer at work or something? Maybe doing your time cards, inventory, cash register. How many people got an ATM card? Yeah, so it's still a computer. We're always using something like that, right? And how many know this is a lot of information? But I was thinking about how things have really changed. We've become pretty dependent on those things. You know, you got direct deposit, you got different things. My first dealing with a computer was in the fourth grade. Never forget it. Mrs. Dixon's class, me, Maurice, and James. All right, I'm going back. And I was thinking about that, and those guys were really sharp. I thought they were really smart, but they were my buddies. We had a lot of fun, but it just seemed like, man, I had to run with my tongue out to keep up with them in math. And they, the teacher selected three people of our class to go to this computer math thing, right? And it was a big deal. And I remember coming to it, I'm going, man, I, I don't know if I can do it. These guys are so much further ahead of me. And she told me this. She said, I'm not sending you to them. I'm sending them, sending you for you. Translation, run your own race. That's what I got to tell myself. Run your own race. When I'm at the gym and I see them guys going and they're doing, the incline is to the moon and all this, I go, I got to run my own race. I got to run my own race because that'll hurt you trying to run somebody else's race, right? But I remember we got on the school bus, we went to downtown Hampton and we went up there and it was the, the typical thing that you see in the movies back in the 70s where you see the guy that's, that's you know, got his hair on the side, got the, the thick glasses, got a brown and yellow tie and teeth to match and he's, he's doing his thing, Right? And, and you know, we're going, man, you're overwhelmed sometimes. And I remember getting on that computer, and it, and it had little green letters and numbers. Anybody remember that? You're going to tell how old you are. There you go. You seen them too? Yeah, I'm going to type. Okay, okay, very good. <laughs> yeah. So there was, no, there was no Facebook. There was no Netflix. There was no Google. There was nothing. Yeah, yeah, you had, you had a thing like as big as your lunchbox. You had to shove in there to put information on it. And now you can put like a DVD on something as big as a, you know, just your fingernail. It's amazing how things change. But that's what I was thinking about that is, is I remember putting those little numbers in there. And I remembered if you put them in too fast, the thing would go, eh, eh, eh. You know, because you get, it was getting too much information. And what I say now, even with our computers now, as fast as they are, they always got something new coming out. Tim keeps me in the loop on that. He is the man with the plan on the computers. And um, so what I see a lot of times is you ever saw that blue screen of death? Is that what they call it on the computer? Yes. They just said, and you're going, oh no, did I save that? Did I back that up? What's going on? All these things run through your mind, right? But what actually happens is sometimes that computer is getting so much information, right? It just needs to reboot. And you know, we, a lot of times we don't want to reboot. We just want, no, I just want to finish my project. It's just a little bit more. And the things are, eh, 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 I can't take any more, right? But what we find is when we reboot the machine, right? And it comes up, it puts everything back in order. Right? And gives us a fresh start. And I thought about that this week. Is you know, sometimes I think in our spirit, we need to reboot. We need a reboot in our spirit. And I, I looked through the Bible and the Lord led me to this scripture right here of David talking in Psalm 5110. And we're going to get real, real, uh, I want to say, acquainted with that today. How about that? So let's take a look at it. Can you guys see that all right? Psalm 5110. If you've got your Bibles, you can open it up to that. If not, we've got a lot of the scriptures on the Projector, but I always encourage you to bring God's words with you, okay? It says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Can y'all read that with me? Take a look up here. Here we go. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. See, David 
knew something about a spiritual reboot. This is a this is a man that's after a man after God's own heart, and he had to reboot in his life. He had to go back to the basics. He had to get before God and say, Lord, I need some fixing in here. You know, sometimes we try to handle all the things and, and take care of all the problems ourselves. But the truth of the matter is, sometimes we just need to go back. Let me rephrase that. All the time, we need to go back and realign our life with the Word of God, with our relationship with God. You know, I think about that, and you look at the parallel in that in our lives. You think about, well, you know, I'm doing okay. Well, that's great. You know, sometimes we need some downtime, and we're going to talk about that as well. But you know what? Nowadays, you think, well, I don't want you to just think of it as a computer. Think about all the things that are trying to get a hold of your time. Text messaging, cell phones, signs, right? What else? Answer machines, emails. I was trying to think of voicemail, radio, TV, you name it. Do you think maybe that can overwhelm you a little bit? I know when, when I was growing up, if somebody wanted to talk to my, my folks, call on the phone, or they're going to get in the car and come see them. Nowadays, you can have this full-blown uh, relationship of someone what, with just trying to communicate you know, through text and things like that. And I think that's an amazing way because you know now is the time that we have no excuse about sharing the gospel. I don't think there's ever been a time that have an excuse, but we have so many ways to share the goodness of God. Let's utilize those things to lift up the Lord, all right? So with all that going on in our lives, with all the things and time restraints, sometimes we can get what? A little overwhelmed, right? Just like this when it doesn't click. Here. Woo! Does that look like anybody? Oh, so we're going to be quiet today. Well, I'll fix that. All right, if I'm going to have to yell a little bit, I better get some more. Y'all know the cue, right? Amen. We played some music at Virginia Beach uh, Friday, and we had to break them in on that. The amen cue there. It's good. But overwhelmed, all right? What do you think about that when you're thinking about being overwhelmed? I want to go, I always like looking up, well, what exactly is the definition? And the definition says, to be overcome completely in mind or feeling. Then look at these synonyms. Check this out. Buried, conquered, crushed, defeated, destroyed, drowned, overpowered, overrun, overthrown, smothered. So if you weren't overwhelmed before, if you just listen what that means, I'm almost overwhelmed for reading that. Buried. Man, just overwhelmed with stuff. But what happens to us, to us is, is we just get so wrapped around the wheel. Do you think that is what God paid for with this precious blood of his son for us to get? Let me rephrase it this way. Do you think that's what God wants a child of God to walk in? Not at all. Not at all. So, you know what happens to us many times is this. You help me out, Tim? It's broken. I'll just, I'll just get like this. Thank you, man. You know what? You got to just keep on... Keep on rolling with it. A lot of times we get overwhelmed by the cares of the world. You know, you hear that a lot, but I'm going to give you something to write down on that. As I was praying, I said sometimes it's like we're looking at what needs to be accomplished instead of what can be accomplished. You know what I'm saying? We're looking at all that we got to do and get overwhelmed instead of what can be done. And we need to see it from God's perspective because God sees the beginning from the end, right? In your life, he sees what you can be. In my life, he sees what I can be, but it's going back and trusting him. Amen? Amen. Ten year old. Good, baby, good. Well, you know what? A lot of times I see that we, we get things going on in our life that is just beyond uh, things we get overwhelmed that are beyond our control. Think about it. Think about that. 
There's so many things that we worry about that are totally out of control, out of our control. I can't, if I'm doing the best I can at my work, right, and I'm doing what they ask of me, I, I, I really can't stop them from a layoff, right? You see what I'm saying? Okay, so I go in every day and try to do my best and, and give it my best. If I pull out all my money, okay, from BB&T, I doubt if it's going to affect the stock market, right? But you know what? This is the great thing, is that we look at this, we have a great tool, right? A lot of times we feel like there's nothing we can do, and maybe in the natural there isn't, but I want to give you a tool here, right? But things that are beyond our control, they're not beyond God's control, mm -hmm. all right? So I want us to get the proper perspective of what's going on here, right? So when we feel like things are out of control, beyond our control, let's use the mighty tool of prayer and petition, amen? Like I said, a lot of times the fastest way to get an answer to things that are just overwhelming you is jump right onto your knees. And I want to also tell you this. That doesn't mean it always comes in our time frame. But if we continue to pursue God, watch how things are going on. Total side note. I got a, uh, got a, note, uh, got a call from a friend of mine, a new friend of mine that uh, knows a guy uh, that was very, very instrumental in me coming to Christ and, and, and encouraging. And it's a young guy getting started in the ministry and stuff. And um, he said, hey, what's going on at your church? I said, man, come on down. You know, we'd love to have you. And um, he was just talking about things. And he's trying to work. And he's trying to do this. And he's trying to go to school. And he's trying to do all these things. And I brought him back to this. I said, hey, man. He says, well, you know what? You know, he talked about, uh, they call it if you work and you, and you preach, it's bivocational. See, there's always, it's always full-time ministry, right? Because if you're a blood-bought believer, he calls you to share your faith regardless where you're at. So you can do it on the job. Do it at a grocery store or wherever. And he was getting kind of wrapped around that. And I, I sensed that because guess what? I do that too sometimes. But I got a great inner circle. says, hey, did God call you to do this? I go, uh-huh. Well, then you think he's going to provide a way? Uh-huh. But sometimes you just got to hear it from another source. So what I was able to do is, is encourage the board with the, with the things that my friends have encouraged me with. You know, I said, just keep sticking to the stuff. You know? And I, I shared something with them that, that the Lord has shown me over the last 14 years, and probably more so lately than, than early on, is that, guess what? Things are working outside of what I can see. God's doing the work in my life. God's doing the work in your life, right, when things are coming on. But he's also preparing other things for you to step into. See, if we had tried to launch the church on our own 10 years ago, man, I wasn't, wouldn't have been in sync with God. You know, so that's why we try not to get ahead of God. We want to be in step with God. And the only way you can do that is through prayer, petition, and listening to the word of the Lord and spending time with God. Amen? Let's see what we got here. This is makes for a long day. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and unfold all day. I'm going to let you fix this here. Because I'm a click happy, click happy pastor. Amen? Well, you know what? There's things beyond our control just like this. I need all of them, Tim. Our finances, health, and our children and relationships, all right? So I want to talk about that just a little bit as this. In all these things, in all these areas of our life, when we think about finances, health, and children, right? Take a look at this. There's things that cut really deep. And there's some of those things that we really can't do much about, you know? But you know what? God gives us wisdom in our finances. God tells us that, you know what, that he's, he's, a, uh, he's a mighty healer. We can go to him when we have situations in our life. We need to stand in, in petition with that, right? We need to stand up under the Lord and say, Lord, I'm going to remind you of your promises because I'm a child of God, right? Speaking those things, right? And our children sometimes, we go, man, why are they making those decisions? Why are they doing these things? Maybe brothers and sisters. 
But God gives us the opportunity to come alongside of uh, our brothers and sisters and our children so that we can encourage them, right? That maybe we might be the only Jesus they see. You ever thought about that? You just might be at your workplace. You might be the only Jesus that they see. You might be the only Bible that they see out at the supermarket. But, you know, whatever the case is, we want to be sure that we're supporting and, and looking to the Lord for the answers. Amen? So take a look at this. I want you to remember this. When things get tough, in relationships as well, remember what the sign says. Have y'all seen that sign, no matter what, trust God? I met the guy that started that ministry a few years ago. Awesome guy. His name is Peter. Uh, and that is really taken off. How many times have y'all been going down the road and just really need that reminder to see that sign? Man, I know I have more times than often seen that. And that is really good. Because you know what it does? It refocuses us on the things that we need to be focused on. Now, again, if you look at your handout, take a look at your handout. I want us to read this again. I'm going to drive this home on every slide. All right? Psalm 5110. Read it with me. Create in me a clean heart of God and renew a right spirit within me. Think about this. Even David, a man after God's own heart, understood the benefit of a spiritual reboot. Amen? Good deal. Tim fixed it. Praise God. Now, what do you mean, buddy, by spiritual reboot? I'm going to talk about that right now. I want to have one other thing here that I want to share with you. If you're taking your notes down here. Remember, we can make a difference one step at a time, one decision at a time, one life at a time. See, sometimes we get overwhelmed so much because the picture of the puzzle looks so big. You know, go, oh, man, still, I don't know how I'm going to work in this thing. How am I going to get, how am I going to make it through? Well, I'll tell you something my boss told me a long time ago. When he puts us on a big job and we start to get overwhelmed, he said, boys, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to eat this elephant one bite at a time. And that might sound crazy. He says, you know what, we're going to do what we can today. Right? And we're going to do it the best we can. And we're going to take step two. And I encourage us, when those things in the world seem to be overwhelming us, take it a step at a time, a bite at a time. So many times we take a big bite and we go, oh man, I just can't do it. But you know what? Through Christ, we can do all things. Amen? Always point you back to the Word. So, reboot spiritually. How do we do it? What do you mean? I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to give you something that you can remember all the time. Remember your ABCs. You go, what is he talking about this week? Right? You ready? Get your pencils ready. This is a good one. Our ABCs that I know that we need to keep in line in our life with this. Our attitude, our behavior, and our commitment. Right? That's a good place to write down there. What I'm talking about our attitude is our attitude reflecting that of Christ. Check your responses. This is a good way to stay in line. Are your attitudes reflecting that of Christ? How do we respond when something goes wrong? How do we respond when we get a bad call? How do we respond when somebody takes our parking place? Let's really break it down. How do we respond, you know? Yeah, everybody, you know, I, hit, I hit something there. Yeah. Y'all didn't know I was watching when y'all were pulling up. My goodness. <laughs> but you know what? How do we respond? Our response is a reflection of how deep in the character of God growing in us. Amen? All right? Now think about our behavior. Is our behavior following the role model of Christ? What's the old saying? Actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. My buddy used to say, don't talk me to death, show me something. You know? He said, don't talk me to death, show me something. You know? Because he had already heard all this stuff. He wanted to see something that was real. And you know what? There's a, there's a lot to be said about that. 
Because people can tell you, man, I'll be at church. I'll be at church. You know what? Three phone calls last night. Hello. Don't see them, but the door's open. And I said, well, we'll be here. They'll get all disjointed over that. You know, our job is just to invite, right? To make sure that we're going to do what we say we're going to do. And keep the door open. And keep loving them right where they are. You know? Going to keep smiling. Going to keep inviting. That's our part. Our part is not to build the church. Listen close to what I say. Right? God builds the church. But we need to be obedient when God gives us an opportunity to invite somebody. Right? So if we're being obedient, inviting, smiling, inviting to the movie, just like we're talking about, courageous, that might be another avenue. Somebody goes, oh, man, you know, I'm not the churchy guy. I've heard it all. I gave a lot of the answers before I got saved. You know? What was my favorite one to my neighbor that prayed desperately for me? Hey, why don't you come to church? I said, if I walk in there, that place is liable to fall down. Right? That's what I thought, you know? And I saw them later together. Did you know how long we prayed for you? I said, I'm sure grateful. I'm sure thankful. And it's so funny. So sometimes we get to go play in their church. And my, and my buddy said, you know I love you. I said, man, I appreciate everything. He said, you want me to tell them about your past? I said, no, I probably will anyway. He said, I'm just kidding, man. God is doing a work in your life. I said, thanks for praying for me. That neighbor, I got to see them live it out. That was so cool. They, were just, they didn't hassle me. They didn't pound me down. That was my weightlifting buddy. He could have said, you know what? If you can't lift 300 pounds, you know, I'm not going to get it off to you that said you're going to church. He didn't do that. <laughs> I can't lift 300 pounds. I'd have been in a church, probably in a box. <laughs> but you know what? They modeled Christ. Their behavior, not perfect, but the best they could walk at the time. That's an important thing. They had an awesome attitude. They kept loving me, right? They had awesome behavior. They were raising three kids. That's why I had any kids. Hey, come on over to Uncle Buds. I didn't understand safety as much as I do now. You know, come on, let's go. Man, I never forget this. It's like, okay, maybe we shouldn't use the hardball. That was good. You know, and I'm throwing stuff. And right when their dad comes home, you know, I throw the ball and he goes, Dad's home. Wow, knock the kid out. Oh, man. Or the time, Mr. Buddy, our ball's in the backyard. Can we go get it? Yeah, let me put you over the fence. I got two dogs, and they don't like squealing at a high pitch. I didn't know that until I pull them back. They have a fence they go, man. And these people are still witnessing to me. And I'm like putting your kids over in the dog pit, you know. I didn't mean anything by it. I was just trying to love them. I was not really the, uh, the lovable type. But they found a way through the eyes of Christ to keep encouraging me. Man, I'm thankful for that. I got to see their attitude for Christ. I got to see their behavior. And not only that, I got to see their commitment to Christ. Man, now that's what made the difference. They could have read me a bunch of different things and gave me different tracks and stuff. And we realized that God's word will never come back void. And I think that's good. But you know what? Where I was walking at, I needed to see it in their life. I needed to see it. That, I, that clicked with me. Wow. So when I had a problem, I didn't go to the guy that's already, man, if I got a problem in a relationship, I'm going to go talk to the guy that's been divorced seven times. I want to talk to the guy that's been married 25 years, right? Why do we do that? You know, I was like, wow, man, what should I do? Let's ask him. He's been through it enough. No. Go to the guy that's still got it going on, right? It's, it's crazy, but we do that, right? I don't know. But I got to see their commitment to Christ. I got to see their commitment to their children. I got to see their commitment to church. And ultimately, I got to see their commitment to the Lord and Savior. 
powerful, powerful testimony. Amen? Well, let's take a look at a few things here, guys. You say, okay, that's one way to kind of see if I'm drifting off course. But, but what should I do if I feel like I need to spiritually re- reboot? Take time. Right? Regroup. Now, here's something I'm going to grab a little drink here. I want to talk serious to you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. As your church favorite, as your pastor, as your brother in Christ and sister in Christ as, as we're here, let us know if there's something going on. You don't have to give us all the pieces of the puzzle, but if you need prayer, let us know. There's several ways we do that. You can write a note and put it back on the table over there. Just put it in the offering box. We bet we pray over this all the time. We have an uh, email that's ktpprayer at live.com. That's another way if you want to send, send something like that. So what, what I'm saying is we want to be available to you. We want to be your church family, okay? If God's called you here, we want to love on you right where you're at. And I'm going to tell you something. God knows all the details. So don't think, man, I really don't want to get my, my whole laundry out there. That's okay. You know, i got a situation going on. I'd like you guys to play about it. Um, God knows what it is. We can do that. You know what? We can pray God's best over your life. We can pray God, God's, you know, for finances or whatever it is that, it, it is that you need. Like I said, God knows ultimately what it is. But we, if we don't know how to pray for you, right? We pray for you generally every day. I say this many, many times, even before you probably even got out of bed, okay? So you can smile at that and say, man, somebody's praying for me today already, right? Now here's something else. I don't know if you guys noticed this. This is we were really about serving others and serving you guys. When we say amen over here, time is pulling stuff off my neck and everything over here. And where would I go? I go to right go to that door. You know why? Because I want to be available if there's something you want to talk about. I want to be available if there's something say, hey, can you give me a call? I think the biggest thing about being a brother and sister in Christ to be helpful to the body is to be available. Amen? And you know what? That doesn't mean Pastor Buddy's got all the ideas, but I've got a relationship and it sounds like most of us have a relationship with the one who does the Lord Jesus Christ. And before you leave here today, we're going to make sure that you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ because you're going to have the opportunity to ask him in your heart. Amen? Amen. So take time to pull back and kind of do a little regrouping and see what's going on in your life. And if you need somebody to come along in prayer, you know what? We'd be glad to stay with you in the name of Jesus. All right? Something else. Pull back. What do I mean by pull back? Sometimes if we look at the life of Christ... He'd be doing healing ministry, he'd be preaching and teaching, and he would go away and fill up, right? So he could go back and pour out the love of God on people, right? Now, I'm going to give you a little something here. Don't start another project if you've got 25 going already. Everybody just looked at their husbands, right? Everybody's like, why are you looking at me, right? Think about this. i got a real-life story on this. Where I grew up, all the houses were real close to my mom's neighborhood, right? And uh, I always called my mom, check in, and said, well, what's going on, mom? She said, I'm just looking out the window being entertained. I was like, what? She says, she says our neighbor back there, I said, uh, he, he is always on a project. I don't even know the man's name. But for us, his name was Project 2025. My mom would call him Project 25, right? Because he had like 25 things going. And so I, I said, what's, what's 25 doing today? She said, sir, I went and did some clothes. I heard something. He was on the roof. I heard something else. I heard cement mixer. I heard something else, and he's putting a window in. I said, you're kidding me. I said, man, how's this guy doing? He says, well, he, he does a lot, but he doesn't finish anything. <laughs> to this day, they got half the roof done. This is amazing. Robert, you, you just wouldn't believe this. They have a nice barbecue grill, like, like the, the bricks, halfway. 
So you can only you can only do hot dogs. <laughs> I don't know. Robert, we're getting some mortar and some hamburgers, you know? And so I'm like, I get up and, and half a tree cut down. It's it's over. And I don't know, I, I don't understand that, man. You know? And uh, great guy. But you know what I think happened? He didn't know how to say no. Because I see him help neighbor after neighbor and this after this and after that. What a servant. I found out later on. He was, he was in the fire department. So maybe he got a call. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He got pulled off the job. But you know what? Just as, as we spiritually speak, sometimes we try to take on so much. Right? We listen to this person. We got this going. We got this person's life going on everything else. You know what? Guard your God time. Guard, guard your God time. Right? But you know what? Sometimes we need to pull back. We don't have to be in everything. I know sometimes with kids in school, they feel like they've got to be in the 4-H club and the honor roll and this and that and this and that and all these things. That's a lot of added pressure. Great things. But you know what? Enjoy yourself when you're cutting through and seek the Lord and draw his strength. Amen? Take a look at that. Then when we do this, we need to submerge ourselves in the Lord. Submerge yourself in the Lord. I'm going to give you some scripture with this. And man, oh, this is, I'm going to get excited here now. This is cool. The Lord showed me this last night. All right. I don't have it on screen, so I'm going to read it real slow. It's Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. And he says this. He says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, we hear that a lot, but look what the Lord showed me last night. Check this out. I said, wow. He says, I'm talking about a relationship here. I said, okay, okay. Look at how many times in this much space. That's at 16 farms. So if it was at 8 farms in this much space. It the Lord don't have to use a lot of words to, to speak the truth. Amen. Boom. He opens his mouth. It's the truth. Amen. Look at this. I want you to look at this one and go back through. Think about relationship pointing back to himself. All right. Watch my finger. Pointing back to himself. Come to me. All who are weary to burn, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Seven times, seven times the Lord showed me, seven times, he says, I'm pulling them back to me. I'm pointing them back to the answer. So you know what? If we feel like we're weary and burdened, he's telling us seven times where we can find a, find a remedy. It's in him. Amen? That's a sermon by itself right there. That is awesome. Take a look at this. Before we move to this next one, I'm talking about rebooting spiritually, right? It's about refocusing on God. Listen real close. Putting his word in our hearts, in our minds, and in our mouth. Right? Right? Let's take a look at that. In our hearts, in our minds, and our mouth. Staying connected. And then when we do that, guess what's next? Then we pursue what matters. Then we pursue what matters, all right? And not just pursue what matters, as you see it coming in here. Pursue what matters to God. Amen? Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and the promptings of the Lord. What matters to God should matter to us. Amen? What breaks the heart of God to break our hearts. So, what matters to God? People matter to God. 
types of people. All types of people. Amen? Who are we to pick and choose? Who am I to pick and choose? Well, I can tell this one about you, but I won't tell him. No? He said all, amen? Take a look at that. Again, I want you to think about this, guys. Do the things that break God's heart break our hearts? I'll tell you what, I won't go into detail. Yesterday I went to get some gas, and it just so happened I needed to go into the store, usually pay at the pump, and I went and I saw this guy walk by, two, two guys and a young lady come by, and what I heard out of that guy's mouth, I just went, boy, oh, I could not believe what came out of that guy's mouth. You know what? It, it, it really hurt my heart. But you know what? The folks around were so desensitized to that, they just said, ha, ha, ha. I thought, you have no idea what he just really said to you. But I just kept on walking. I said, Lord, help us to pursue what matters to you. Lord, help us to have the eyes of Christ to love people right where they are. Amen? That's what I'm talking about here. God says you're worth it. God says they're worth it. Amen? We're all worth it. Just because they don't look like you and don't act like you, they're still worth it. If we, if we start to get in an argument and start thinking, it's like, that's God's daughter. Wow. Wouldn't I respond a little differently? If I, I, I've had word from my brother, but I just that's God's son. That's God's masterpiece. Who do I think I am? Lord, give us the eyes of Christ when we're dealing with and give us the spirit of the Lord, right? What matters is this, is that we pursue with persistence the heart of God. All right? Now, I want to give you a little background on this. love giving you some word. Perfect example here. We've been talking about the life of David. And we're going to be in 1 Samuel 16, 7, all right? Now, many of y'all know the story, but I'll just recap it real fast here. David was a young boy, a young shepherd boy. And uh, Samuel, Samuel was a prophet. The Lord spoke to Samuel and said, you know what? I want you to go to the house of Jesse. And I'm going to show you which one of his sons I'm going to make the king of Israel. So he goes, and he's going to anoint him for, for service. And Jesse lines all his boys up. Man, the oldest going down to the pretty much the youngest at this point. And he, he looks at the first one and says, man, this is a good looking one. This has got to be him. And God says, no, that's not him. Isn't it so many times we look at these things to pick the, the Mr. Wright, the Mrs. Wright, you know, whatever it is? God looks at the heart. I'm going to go into that in just a minute. So we know the story as it unfolds. Samuel's speaking to the Lord. He goes down the line and, and he says, Jesse, are these all your boys? He said, uh, i got David. He's out there sending his sheep and stuff. You don't want him, do you? He says, oh, yeah. That's the one I want to see. And said, so we're not even going to eat till you go get him. He brings him in. And as soon as David comes in, he wasn't all cleaned up. Probably smelling like sheep and everything else. I said, I'm going to translate it. said, that's my boy. Wow! Make you feel like you got a chance, right? We always have a chance with the Lord. Every day we have a chance with the Lord. Let's take a look and read this here. First Samuel 16, 7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. He was talking about the other brother. Okay? The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. Man, Lord, give us the eyes of Christ to look at folks and serve folks and love them folks. See, what we need to do is look at this. We need to take a look 
And we need to pursue the righteousness of Christ through faith in Christ. Amen? Let's take a look at this here. Got another scripture I want to share with you. Matthew 22, 37 39. It says, I'm going to give you a story here. The Pharisees were trying to trip up Jesus. And he was trying to show them about a heart condition. We just talked in the other verse about a heart condition. God looking on the inside. I'm going to give you another scripture with this. Totally different situation. Same outcome. Okay? Just building our case here. Alright? And they were asking Jesus about the Ten Commandments and which one's the most important and what's this and all this. They were going to try to trip him up. But that's not going to happen. Alright? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. If you look at that, if you do that, it's going to encompass all of us. Take a look at this. And the second is like this. Love your neighbor as yourself. Sometimes it's hard to love your neighbor, isn't it? You know? Sometimes, I bet you it's hard for my neighbor to love me sometimes. My neighbor's got perfect grass. I don't care. I park on my grass. (laughs) But I try not to get in their yard. You know, but you know what? I, I know that, that my, my, some of my neighbors are believers, and guess what? They're probably going to be my neighbors in heaven, so I might as well get it right here, right? So think about that. But what we want to do is this. Like I said, we need to continue to pursue the heart of God through the righteousness of Christ, right? Obedience to his word and conforming to the image of his son Jesus by the grace, love, and his mercy of God himself. And that's a good place to write that down. When we start looking at the things there, what matters to God? People matter to God. What type of people? All types. I put down here, I said, everyone matters to God. He paid the, the sin debt for all people, but only a few will receive it. And you know what we can do? We can reboot our spirit daily with the promises of God. Over and over, we, we, we just try to take too much on, I believe. But what we can find is that we can rest in the Lord. Right? Seven times he told us in another scripture, go to him, go to him, go to him. I we're going to seek the Savior and allow your faith in him to deplete your doubt and discouragement that overwhelm you. I'm going to read that again. Seek the Savior and allow your faith in him to deplete your doubt and discouragement that overwhelm you. See, we can go and reboot spiritually from the promises of God every day. That's why accountability is good. That's why it's great that you come here on, on Sundays. We want to train you up. We want to build you up. We want you to be disciple makers, right? That's why we have opportunities on Tuesday nights again. But just don't wait for Tuesday and Sunday. It's a relationship for every day. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's take a look at this. So you know what? This is what I want to come to as we get ready to bring this to a close. I'm going to go back and tie this back in to uh, the computer. So many times in the computer, we think about, man, this thing is just, I need to reboot this. How many people got an iPad? I, you know, the young folks go, yeah! And, and everybody else goes, no. No. You know, that's pretty cool. But you know, you got to plug that thing in. You got to sync it, don't you? You got to get it synced up with the games. You got to get it synced up with the, your bottles probably on there. She's smiling. It will be what you need, I bet you. It was not already. Yes, it will. But you know what? It's a great tool, isn't it? But you know what? What you do is you take that pad and you take it to your computer, the source, and you connect it. And it takes that information and brings it back over. And that's what's so cool about that. 
is that God continues to take our life as we connect our connection in crisis. God, by the Holy Spirit, continues to, to love us and, and work in our life right where we are. And so I want us to understand here today that you can start again. You can reboot again and invite Jesus into your life. It's all about the forgiveness of our sin. Right here, right now, allow God to do a mighty work in your heart and rescue you from the enemy. See, so many times we just, we don't understand. You know, and I try to make sure I mention this. Because a lot of times it's like, you come to, and you never hear the word hell. That's what Jesus rescued you out of. I'm not afraid to say it. Matter of fact, I feel like as a pastor, I better be saying it. Because that's why the message, of, the good news is so good, is because Christ has rescued you out of that when he called in the name of Jesus. Amen? Because without him, it will be for eternity, forever and ever and ever and ever. You say, oh man, you're trying to, to scare me. No, I'm trying to warn you. I'm trying to warn you. Because what God has for you is so awesome. And the enemy will kill, steal, and destroy, and lie to you, and take your lunch money, take your soul, Take your freedom, take your happiness, and bind you to a life of sin. And the only remedy for that is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So you know what? On this last slide, I know people listening online can't see it, so I'll tell you what it is. You ever see this kind of pop up on one of your screens? Do you want to restart your device? I'm asking you today, do you want a fresh start of what's going on? You say, well, I know the Lord Jesus Christ. That's awesome, because that's the first thing we want to make sure. If you die tonight, you know for sure that you would go to heaven. And the Bible says it this way. He says, you know what? There's only one way to get to heaven. John 14, 6 says, he says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by the Son. All right? That means we have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ so that we would get in heaven. It's not based on your works. It's not based on anything else other than your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And what I want you to do today, as I pray for you, I want you to just close your eyes up where you and ask yourself this question. If I die tonight, do I know for sure, 100%, that I will go to heaven? And if you're not sure, I just want you to look up here and, and just look at me and say, you know, I'm not sure. And I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you because you know why? I want you to know how and make sure. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, he says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised you from the dead, you will be saved. He says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Right? Again, in God's word, he says, it's by grace you're saved through faith. Not that of yourself. It's a gift. Let me tell you, friends, if you're here today, if you've never received the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ, today is your day. You're not here by accident. You didn't just say, well, I think I'll stop by. You know what? God had arranged this today for you to hear this message at this time in life. So I want to ask you, if you're here today, and that's your prayer. Nobody's going to come where you're at or anything else. Just raise your hand so I can pray for you. If that's your prayer, that you would like to ask the Lord, Jesus Christ, in your life for you, you sin, raise your hand so I can pray for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Father, I thank you for those here today that uh, are just trying to grow deeper in you, Lord. And I thank you for those that are just calling on the name of Jesus today. Father, we thank you and confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus. We believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. And Lord, we know that we are secure in Christ. Now, if you're here today and you feel like, man, I am just overwhelmed, but I need that reboot. Hey, look, we just tie it into something we use every day. Father, come into our life and do the work only you can do to the power of your spirit. Father, give us a refreshing today. Lord, today we just ask forgiveness for past mistakes and failures. Lord, today help us to start that 
new thing that you're doing in our life. And, and allow our attitudes to be that of Christ. Lord, allow our behavior to be that of yours. Lord, to be committed to the things of God. Father, I pray that for each and every one here today. And Lord, we know that you are the only way to escape hell. I pray today, if somebody is still thinking that or we don't need this place today, grab a hold of one of us and tell me more. I just want to know more. Be glad to share. Share with them the Lord, the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. That our sin separates us from all sin, holy God. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So if you think you're not that bad, I'm going to tell you the truth. We all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And I'm going to follow up with another truth. Jesus Christ made a way for us to come back because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Father, I thank you for each one here. I thank you for a time of refreshing, Lord. I thank you for new starts. I thank you that we can walk in the grace and mercy of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, I know that each one here has a special mission, a special task, Lord, that you have for them. And Lord, I pray that you will equip each and every one of them for your service. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Everybody said amen. Good deal, good deal. Well, I'm going to ask you guys to stand to your feet. We always like to sing you out with a song. Did anybody enjoy a little bit of that teaching today? Say amen. 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 All right. You know, that's a good one right there to put on your refrigerator and refer to it over and over and over. Because God is always willing to come back and love on you. He's never left you.